Welcome to the Hell Yes or Hell No podcast, the podcast designed to help you use your imagination and start your own conversations. We're your hosts, Sue and Mike, with an occasional guest for special episodes. Each week, we'll dive into various topics and scenarios like, would you move to another country or could you be a politician? So join us every Friday and find out if it's a hell yes or a hell no. You can subscribe to our podcast for free on your favorite platform, and you can also join us on any social media channel. So until then, let's talk about it. Hello, hello. Welcome to another episode of the Hell Yes or Hell No podcast. It's the podcast designed to get you talking. This is episode number 53. But before we get started, just a little reminder to please subscribe for free on your favorite platform. And even better, leave us a great review or hit that five star button. It takes less than a minute and you will help the podcast grow and reach more listeners like you. Also, you can join us on any social media channel and let us know there if today's episode will be a hell yes or a hell no for you. Stay tuned at the end and we'll give you all the details. All right, let's talk about it. Hi, everybody. Happy Friday. Welcome to episode number 53. This is Sue. And as always, I have Mixture Mike here with me. How has your week been? All right. All right. That's a new one. Yes. That's a new one. All right. It's It's getting harder to... Of course. Uh, find M words. Yeah, you know what I mean. <laughs> that's that's for sure. Yeah, everything's going well. You good, know, good, no good. issues. You know what I'm saying. Happy Friday to all the listeners out there. Yeah, happy Friday. Uh, I'm trying to declutter, so I've been cleaning up little sections and uh, decluttering and getting rid of stuff. All right. So, lots still left to do. A lot. I want to tackle the den. And again, listeners, we don't have a junky house, but we uh, have a lot of stuff, and house we to just. Me. No, uh, we just have a lot of stuff and we need to get it organized and I need to just stop getting things. Yeah, definitely. That's what you do. Just There's... pick up <laughs> just pick up, and just keep picking up. Yeah, we just have too much stuff and we just, I just need to, I, I kept saying I want to do a yard sale, but I don't want to set up a yard just sale. Just give it a goodwill. Yeah, I think that's goodwill. what I'm going to do. Yeah. All right. So today's topic is controversial. It's actually in the news right now. Oh, wow. Here we go. Um, I haven't watched the news in a while. so Me neither, I, I but I do read the news. So every once in a while, I will take a look at the headlines. But okay. I don't really watch TV per se anymore because nothing really interests me. And I hate seeing all the politics and ridiculousness and all that. So, But anyways, yeah, this is in the news right now. So here is the topic of the day. Should there be diversity and inclusion programs? Hmm. That's a tough one. It is. It is tough. So for listeners, it's sometimes also called um, DEI or abbreviated diversity, equity, programs. and inclusion. Um, and basically what those programs do, it seeks to promote the fair treatment and full participation of all people but particularly groups who have been historically underrepresented or subject to discrimination. And typically, um, diversity and inclusion programs are in, in, in a lot of colleges. I'm, I'm, I'm fairly certain it's in every college or university, except for maybe the ones down in Florida. They're weird. <laughs> but anyways, um, lots of companies do it too. Really, really big companies like Microsoft, Walmart, Target, any any large company has diversity and inclusion programs because mm. they seek to promote or or train their employees 
um, that it is a positive impact on disparities for, you know, people of different races and things like that. So ultimately, in layman's terms, I think if you t- if you talk about like universities and colleges, a diversity and inclusion program makes sure that people who get scholarships, that that uh, minority uh, people are represented as well. And so here in the news lately, it actually went all the way to the Supreme Court, and they actually struck it down and said that it's unlawful for schools to do that. Mm. So essentially, you're probably going to see universities become like all white because they will no longer support those diversity and inclusion programs. But big companies still do. Does that make sense? <laughs> I got to I gotta do some study on this one. Yeah. I'll be honest it's, with it's, you. It's designed to make sure that, that everyone is I represented. I understand. Yeah. I'm just trying to wrap my head around what you just said. That's all, man. I, I and never I, really heard of this. And I mentioned Florida because um, the governor there banned it in the schools there. And he's actually running for president, guys. So What's the... He he thinks he thinks diversity and inclusion is a scam, and I, I do have some information where I, where I did um, actually go look at some of the studies, and it's I, I don't want to say fifty fifty, but there are studies out there that say diversity and inclusion programs really don't work. Here's my thing. I mean, what what is this for? I mean, I, I understand what you're saying. I just can't picture why we need it. We well, people say that they need it. So that minorities and people who are underrepresented get represented. So let me let me make it really easy. Yeah. Let, let's say break this down for me. Please. Let's say a university has one hundred scholarships mm-hmm. available, right? Their diversity and inclusion program mandates that at least ten percent of them go to African Americans. Ten percent. Yes. So even if, and this is where people have controversy. There's one side of the coin where people say, if you're smart enough and you get the grades, you should get the scholarship. Okay, I'm with that. Right? Yeah. But then think of it historically, and I'm gonna use I'm I gotta use I I'm you. gonna use black people. I got you. They didn't they don't get the chance to get the same type of schooling True. True. that a I, quote unquote rich white person does. Private schools and all. I got you now. Right. Now I get it. Yeah. So the diversity and inclusion programs Again, people, there's pros and cons for both, right? There's, and we'll go through that as well. But DE, DEI programs ensures that people who don't really have the chance get a chance. I get it now. Yeah. I get it now. Yeah. Yeah. But it's actually banned in Florida. Um, they passed some kind of a law. And there's actually 18 states that have introduced or passed bills to eliminate or prohibit diversity and inclusion programs. So, well, here's my, here's my take. Go ahead. Well, I ain't really got a take on this right <laughs> here, man, because it, it, it is so much going on. Well, it, it's going to be that way, like you said. All, like the university, like on Nebraska's and all that, would typically be all white, like you're saying, because they're not going to get the scholarships if they end those fundings. I mean, the programs, right? Right. That's what you're saying. There, there'll be no tracking of it. Yeah. So it'll be like, okay. I get you now. So, and even, and it's not just about race. It's also gender. Hmm. It's also gender based. So think of like, uh, think of like a large corporation, like 
Johnson and Johnson. They they very likely have a DEI program and they know all of their employees. They know what the race of their employees are. They know what gender their employees are. And they probably have some kind of a mandate that says like at least 10% of executive level vice presidents should be female Bet. or should be, you know, non-white. I'm with that. <clears throat> but then again, like I said, on the other side of the coin, you have people that say that that's not fair. You know, those are guys that want to divide the country anyway. Maybe so. Not so. I understand, man. Like, But they don't understand that, especially coming from a black guy. And when you go to school in those poor neighborhoods, they don't get funding. Yeah. You, you don't get the books. You, know, you don't get everything you need. You get, everything is, is off base when it comes to a um, those neighborhoods and communities. And... um. I understand now, you know, what what you're saying. I didn't get it at first. You know, I'm like, what the fuck? See my language. <laughs> <laughs> but I get it now, and we do need programs like that. Just, just to keep it balanced. I think there's nothing wrong with it if it's done right. Yeah, it's done right. But like I said, there there are critics out there that say the program really doesn't work. Because, uh, okay, think of it, think of it this ahead. way. Think of it this way, too. So if you go and you look at a university or a big company, it's typically a white person that's running the diversity and inclusion programs. So you're already off, you know, on the wrong foot. That's because it's been that way. Yeah. I mean, you, you can't change 300 years of history, man. I've always been empowered, you know? So I don't know, man. This is a tough one because of the fact that I know where I want to go with this. But I'm not going to go with this thing at <laughs> because I know who I am as a person. Yeah. And I know what's right from wrong. And a lot of stuff is wrong. This this is good and bad. But it doesn't really show who we are as people, man. You know, it just shows that okay, we need to help. We need we need this, we need that. Versus just going back to the the, the problem mm-hmm. and just going back and, and fixing the communities up, making the, the public schools that you're funding and all that better. You know, you know, don't just it's because you don't live in a different neighborhood or so, you know. You know, we know you got different neighborhoods. There's rich yeah, neighborhoods sure. and black neighborhoods and all that so and so. It's everywhere. So just build those neighborhoods up to come up, not the neighborhoods, but the schooling to come up to the um the rich neighborhoods. Give them the same money. Give them more money. Because you all, we all know this has been going back to history, man, that, that poor neighborhoods get all the bad crap, you know what I'm saying, books mm-hmm. used. They're the last to get the um, up-to-date equipment and everything. Yeah. You know? I I just don't think people just, I think people just don't realize. If they're not exposed to it, they don't, they, they don't, don't know what they don't know. They don't know. Right. That's, that's all it is. You can't, you can't blame them for not knowing. But they do know. They turn a blind eye to some of them. Because, you know, I didn't know that. I thought all schools just equal growing up. You know, if... You know, schools up here, schools down here. It's a school. It's a public school. You know what I'm yeah. saying? Same books, same everything. Until you start getting into the, you know, in depth with things, you realize, wow, we're so far behind. Mm-hmm. We're so far behind, man. You know, this has been going on for years. This ain't just started. This is back, back in the days. Uh, yeah, and that's what I mean. So, you know, let's say you have schools, and I don't mean to do uptown, downtown, but let's just let's just do that for the sake of conversation. The schools downtown don't have the same things as the schools uptown, but 
the kids or the people that go to the uptown schools have no clue what's going on in the schools downtown because they don't go there. They're not in that environment. So all they know is their, their environment that they're currently in. And I don't even think half the time it's about turning a blind eye. They just don't know. The ones in charge know. Well, of course. The kids don't know. They have no choice. They've got to go visit both schools. Yeah, they know. So anyhow, um, of course, there's pros and cons. I always got to throw those in there. These are these are actually kind of interesting, and they're both from a company perspective and a school perspective. So let's talk first about some of the cons of diversity and inclusion just programs. Don't, don't ask me to guess. Just give them to me today. Okay, okay. <laughs> yeah, All right. So some of the cons to a DEI program is it's too much. It's too focused on leadership. Okay. Right. Instead of the actual people that need mm. the programs, it's too focused on the leaders and things of that nature. Um, also, you could be overqualified. Mm. And then it creates too many opinions <laughs> as well. Yeah. People don't like to hear a bunch of opinions, they want everybody to agree. Um, it could, uh, in in terms of a company, it could force offshoring, meaning they will send the work somewhere else. Yeah, I've seen that. Um, it also reduces trust because people don't think the process is fair. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, of course, people go, people can become hostile. It happens. It happens at universities. It happens in work. You know, they're like, oh, you're giving that guy a break just because of that. And that makes people mad. Yeah. Uh, It also creates communication problems, right? You choose not to communicate because you're you're feeling some kind of way about the program. Um, The complaints will rise, especially in terms of you have a structured program that you have to, like, go and learn stuff. So it's like your company is forcing you to learn about diversity, equity, inclusion. So there's a lot of cons. Um, but there's also a lot of pros. Run them off. So some of the pros to a DEI um, program within a school or a company, it allows team members to focus on their strengths. Um, it increases opportunities for minors, uh, my, my, not minors, minorities, minorities. <laughs> <laughs> not, not minors, minorities. Um, there's more opportunity to cross train. So you'll learn other people's perspectives because it's not the same group of people. That's the key right there. I like that. Yeah. Um, it gives it gives you more access to various talents as mm-hmm. well. Um, a diverse perspective also helps people to grow. Right. Mm. Think about in terms of you hear the same thing, the same opinion day in, day out. You become like this crazy robot. But instead, when you have diversity around you, you hear different perspectives. You learn different cultures. You eat new things. You find stuff that you like that you never thought you uh, you would like. You know, that's a good one. Yeah, I really like that one. Um, It also this is actually a pro but it exposes societal bias yes sir that's what i was about to say the ones on the con side yeah 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 it will expose people Mm -hmm. um and then in terms of business people or customers 
they actually are a, attracted to uh, diverse places, mm-hmm. right? Because they want to see something different. Uh, they don't want to see the same cookie cutter over, over and over and over type thing. So those are just a few of the pros. Um, for me, I, I, I could, I don't want to say I could care less because that's not fair, but I think it's, I think it's fine to have a program like that. It makes sense, especially in this day and age when we do live in a diverse world. Yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm with you on that. Those pros was great. I like those pros, man. Yeah, I promise you, I do. Especially when you not forcing somebody, man, just give them um, another look, somebody else's lifestyle or life, you know. Yeah. So that was a good one. Because yeah. I, I will tell you, um, where I work at, we have diversity and inclusion programs. We have to like take mandatory courses. Um, some of it is very, very interesting, but. What I would criticize is it's it is very cookie cutter, uh, the training courses and stuff. It, mm. It's a little bit ridiculous. It's like it's like, hey, Mark is sitting in the break room mm. and John comes in. It's like it's silly stuff like yeah, that. We, we don't have it <laughs> at, at where I work, but I'm a small company and we got a diverse everything around us. Pretty much everybody. Yeah, I mean, when I say it's everybody, it's one of the I hate this. I'm not gonna hate to say this, man. But this is what I do like about the company, man. That they don't care about your your color. Oh, that's good. I mean, seriously, they don't care about your color, man. If you can do the job, you can do the job. As simple as that, you know. And I appreciate that. You know, even me, you know, I'm a supervisor. You know, mm-hmm. they don't they don't care if I was white, black, huh? I mean, it's one of those things, man. And uh, they don't—they'll promote you. They'll do whatever after as long as you can get the job done. They want the best person for the job. They don't go in there for race or anything like that. And I appreciate that. That's good. Yeah, I think I think I think for me, it's a relatively large company that I work for. So um, I think they do try to be fair, but I, I think it's too hard. It's too hard for them to be fair, quite honestly. I've not had a bad experience, if that makes sense, but I can see it in in other areas where it is not fair and it's basically, you know, it's who you know. Oh, yeah. Well, I want to talk about the jobs. Yeah, no. So anyhow, um, a couple of other things. The reason why a lot of these um, DEI programs exist is in, in, I don't know, the past 20, 30 years, there have been so many lawsuits against companies for discrimination, not including, and things of that nature. And they have paid out billions and billions of dollars oh, wow. in class action lawsuits. Yeah. So that's the reason why almost any company of any size, except for maybe smaller, you know, family-owned businesses type things, but any big company nowadays, I guarantee you they have a diversity and inclusion program. Yeah, they need it. And really, if you think about the concept of it, again, like I said, it's nice to see other people's perspectives in terms of diversity. But I think the other one that people don't talk about a lot is inclusion, right? Mm -hmm. So great, you have a diverse environment, but are you truly including those people in your conversations, in your projects? Um, You know, a lot of people oftentimes feel left out. And that's the inclusion part. It's like, okay, fine, it might be a diverse place, but you don't include me in anything. <laughs> and people yeah. people get upset by that. 
yeah, I, that can happen. Yeah. I can see it happening too. You know, it just got me here, but I'm not really yeah participating as a figurehead. But really, if you have a if you have a DEI program and you're truly trying to include people, it actually it actually increases productivity, whether it's in school or in business, right? Because when you start including people and they feel like they're part of the, oh, the yeah. quote unquote team, team. They, do they do a better job. They work faster. They're more happy. And then, you know, like say, for example, you know, in your line of business, you probably push out more productivity if everybody is feeling like they're part of the team. Most definitely. Yeah, I've seen it. I've seen <laughs> Most it happen. Definitely, man. I love that's that's one of the things I do when when I'm you know when I'm doing my thing, man. I try to include everybody and make everybody feel like they're part of of something. Yeah, you know, not just they're just a worker. Yeah, that's the inclusion part. Yeah, you have to make sure those guys feel like they're part of something, man. And you got to know what they're what they are um, working for. Also, like if we are doing a part for a company, mm-hmm. let them know. This part goes here, and so and so and so. So they'd be proud of what they're doing. So when they see yeah. that, like, oh snap, that's part of our, you know, what we made. So uh, let them know. Yeah, and then if you translate that into the education system, could you imagine how much smarter people would be if they were included and they're learning about different things? But then you have you know crazy stuff like what's going on in Florida where they're prohibiting it and that's it to me that closes the door instead of opens the door yeah florida the governor don't want to recognize history of course not he he don't want to he he want to act like it never happened yeah you know but that's not going to work yeah i mean if you know your history you'll know where you're going so yeah he's just a uh, a butthole (laughs) i'm saying real talk but see he can't do it he won't be able to do it you know, I don't know. I don't know. Do he won't be able to, to, to close history from everybody. It's not going to happen. We're going to find all the ways. You yeah, know? that's when people start to revolt yeah. as well. Straight up, he won't do it. You know, he's, he, he wants to divide the country. That's all. Clear cut, black and white. I don't get what to say. Yeah. I don't know what they're doing over there. But yeah. anyways. A divide. Uh, for me, let me go back to the question. So the question is... Should there be diversity and inclusion programs? I think for me, it's a hell yes. Yeah, hell yes, from, from it, what you just, just read and told me about. Just not all crazy cookie cutter style, right? Be real about it. Be real. Um, it doesn't have to be us versus them, you against me, or any of that stuff. It it simply is common sense. Just make it right. Let's do, do what's right. Just do the right thing. Just do what's right. That's all I ask. And people that focus like solely on race for this it's not just about race again here we go yeah and and i'll say that because most people when they hear about dei programs they automatically think it's about race but Mm -hmm. it's not just about race it's part of it but it's not the whole thing oh yeah but hey they they don't want to stand no they don't they refuse to learn the key the key to also somebody told me this you got to unlearn to relearn that's true too but it's it, it it's true that is true but the only thing i'll say about that is how do you really truly unlearn you can't you already it's already in your head you really you, just have to have a you gotta make shift. an effort you gotta have an effort to unlearn and to relearn 
Yeah, you have to definitely I've change the way you think. I've done it. It's hard for most people who just stubborn, but if you're willing to, to unlearn, you can do it. Oh, I know. That's what that's what I'm saying. You can you can do it. Do it. I've done it. Just just hey, let me let me take you know let me re, redo this thing. You can do it. Trust me, man. I mean, they just don't want to do it. No, but that's what I mean. Those people, you can't change their minds anyway. No, you can't. No matter what you do. They've got a certain kind of mindset that doesn't allow them to, to shift how they think. Yeah. So I think all of us have a touch of that sometimes, but the ones that have it really bad, they can't, yeah, they can't never, change. They'll never change. Yeah. Man. So for me, it's a, I think for me, it, it will be a hell yes. I think there should be you. some form of it. I'm with you. Only because... If you don't have some form of a program for diversity, equity, inclusion, it's going to start moving to the far right. You know what I mean? It's 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 inevitable. Yeah, you're right. Well, I'm good. Hell so, yes for me. Hell yeah. yes for you. Hell yes for me. Um, definitely think we need to have those kind of programs. Um, it just needs to be done right. And if it's going to be done, and I think we even mentioned this in a in some other episode i have to go back and look at my notes but if you're going to have a diversity and inclusion program then it needs to be a diverse group of people that create the program i Most, think we oh, talked yeah, about we this talked before about that before you're right yeah like that. well yeah it needs to be a diverse group of people that creates it together and it's the same thing i said before <laughs> they need to rotate in and out yep. so that there's fresh ideas fresh perspectives you're keeping up with the times and you're addressing the the needs of that particular group. So that's my opinion. I'm going to stick to it since I said it last time. And uh, I said it again this time. I'm with you. All <laughs> right. That was a hell yes for me. All right. And that was a hell yes for me. Um, so that's our show for today. Make sure you share this episode with your friends, your family, your coworkers. If you have a topic idea, email us at hell yes or hell no at gmail.com. And we will look into making it into a show. Make sure you come back every Friday by subscribing for free. Also, let us know if today's topic is a hell yes or a hell no for you by following us on any social media channel. We're on Instagram, Twitter, TikTok, Facebook, you name it. We want to hear from you. So until then, let's talk about it.